Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. All right, Brewer fans, welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast. Uh, joining you today is myself, Craig. We have Vince and we got Scott on the line. How are you guys doing? Doing great, guys. Hey, Scotty, are you uh, glad to see you're awake here on a Sunday morning? Yeah, just barely, but, you know, got to do what you can for the Brewer baseball. That's true. Were you in chat out late last night at CN? Um, no, I think he was participating in the Milwaukee's naked bike ride. Um, so he's probably had a busy week, so. Gave them the day looking off. for new prospects. Always, uh, yep. yeah, for fans. Yep. All right. Um, so the Brewers here are we, we don't know the outcome of their game here on the Sunday, June 20. What is this, the 25th? Six? I don't even know. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh 26. 26. Wrapping up against the Blue Jays uh tonight or this afternoon, I should say, on Burns Bobblehead Day. So we come away with a victory and take this series. Um, however, it's been a long week at homestand. The Brewers did split their series against the Cardinals, two games each. Um, and hopefully we can end up with a winning week if we can come away at the win today. So, um, as of, as we speak, it, it, the Brewers are still tied with the Cardinals for first place. So, um, you really get the sense that this is going to be kind of neck and neck for much of the rest of the season with the Brewers and Cardinals, I, I was hoping we would have a cushion like we did early in the year, but uh, obviously injuries have really torpedoed, especially to the rotation, torpedoed uh, what I thought was a better team, uh, our, our club being a better team than the, um, the Cardinals this year. Obviously we're having some more offensive shortcomings than I anticipated, I guess. And there are some injuries obviously to deal with that are causing that. And also the not, total return of even a quality Christian Yelich bat, so to speak. Um, so those are a lot of mitigating factors. And then I guess we'll start off by talking about some news that came out within the last week or so where GM David Stearns had mentioned that the Brewers were not going to be very active, I think was was how we are active. I don't know if he said we're not going to be active, period, um, at the trade deadline this year, which as a team that's <laughs> – sites on the NL Central um, division crown seems a little bit surprising and uh, I guess disappointing for a Brewer fan. What are, what are your guys' takes on on this? If this is one of these like actual non-things, like giving a vote of confidence to a manager, it actually means the opposite of what it actually is. Uh, maybe it's it's uh, GM speak of just not showing his hand or whatnot, or maybe he's in, indeed given the directive by Mark Antonasio that, you know, our, our payrolls tapped out and we're not really looking to add anything to it. So you're going to be kind of limited on who you can acquire this out, this deadline. I don't know if any of that's true. Uh, or maybe they're just like, you know, we have so many injuries to deal with this year and we're concerned about Frey Peralta and yada, yada, even Woodruff and Ashby now is on the, still on the DL that maybe they're just looking toward next year. Right. There's a lot, I mean, there's a lot that could be unpacked with that one statement. So I don't know. How are you guys reading it? I guess. Well, I, you know, I personally think that Stearns is not going to give away his hand necessarily with the media. Um, and he's been known to be incredibly coy in what he's actually doing. That being said, 
Um, you know, his MO the last few or the last few trading deadlines has not been to be hyper aggressive. I think the last year, um, you know, the three of us on this, the four of us, the chat on this podcast, we're looking for the Brewers to go out and get a big bat, and he comes back with a bat in Eduardo Escobar and John Curtis in the bullpen and uh, Daniel Norris in the bullpen, but not really that big move. And you know, you kind of look back through the previous couple of deadlines. I, I think it's been since 20. 18 uh, since David Stearns has really pulled the trigger on a big deadline. And that was when we got Mike Moustakis and um, we didn't pan out, but Jonathan Scope and uh, Curtis Granderson and Xavier Cedeno and Joaquin Soria, you know, the Brewers were very active that deadline. Um, and then it seems like since then, the Brewers haven't really been as active. I think in 2019, it was, you know, a smaller trade. I think we got Drew Pomeranz and uh, Ray Black and, we were definitely not going out and being hyper-aggressive. So I tend to think that the Brewers are going to be a little more careful this offseason, or this deadline, and um, I disagree with it. I really think that we need to be aggressive. I, I think that we need to be going out and trying to get uh, another big bat, if not two. Um, yeah, I think in one of our previous episodes, you talked about maybe the Brewers should even be looking at some more pitching. Um, I don't know if it's the injuries that are scaring him or if it's the budget. Um I guess we'll find out more when we use our press passes uh, and ask them. But I think if I'm going to guess, I think that we're going to end up being disappointed on this deadline like we have been the last few years. Yeah, I think uh, – and, and really, some of the moves that he's made, um, a lot of times people come out with their hot takes and they say, oh, who won, who lost the trade deadline? And uh, there were times when I uh, said, oh, the Brewers, they didn't do enough. And – it turned out that the acquisitions that we made were pretty uh, underrated and they worked out really well for us at times, uh, not including Jonathan scope. But um, having said that it's, it's tough because as a business, the Milwaukee Brewers have had a successful season already, but as a team looking for a championship, they have not. And as a fan, that's really what we're looking for. Uh, unfortunately right now, I think this is one of those where, yeah, there is a budget crunch and um, we're trying to be as, as frugal and get as much out of that as we can. Um, and I think that that is probably the way to, to actually run the Brewers organization in general. But like, I, like you were saying, this year is part of a very small window that includes Josh Hader and uh, a lot of yes. our big guns uh, are, you know, uh, are starting rotation. So I, I think we should be doing absolutely more. But um, I, unfortunately, they don't give out World Series <laughs> trophies to teams that, you know, get a lot of wins without spending a lot of money. Like, that's very admirable, but you don't get trophies for that. So, um, yeah, I think um, – yeah. Yeah, I would like to see them do more. Absolutely. But no, I don't. And, and Scotty, Scotty, you make a great point about that window. And uh, we were talking about it. I know it was in our pre-production meeting here today, but, you know, this window is relatively small. We've got Josh Hader for what did, what did your intern say, Greg, um, two more years. I think he's under contract uh, or no, two years, including this season. Right. And then, um, you know, we've, yeah. we've, you know, we've got a couple starting pitchers that, you know, if you see Corbin Burns uh, on the on the free agent market, you're going to talk about 
a guy who's likely going to be priced out in Milwaukee if he keeps up at this current pace. So I'm very concerned as to what happens, you know, two, three years down the road. And this window is closed by that point. Yelich isn't getting any uh, younger. Um, I, I just view this as being prime window. And um, I don't know if we're quite there yet this season, but we should be uh, able to, to make a few acquisitions that get us a lot closer. And like we've said many times, I think we need a big bat. Um, I don't know if it's, if we've got much of a, uh, a more open window than we do this year and next year. And that's, that's the concerning part for all of this for me is that, yes, it's good to be pragmatic. It's good to take the long view. I've got a lot of confidence in David Stearns to make the right decisions for the long-term uh, health of the franchise. But I do worry that there are times when that pragmatism wins out over what should be some dynamic moves that need to be made in the short term. And um, that's, that's kind of my concern. You know, when, when are we going to say this is the time that we really do need to, to, to go all in and use the goal that we've managed to at least somewhat build up or um, spend a little bit of money or whatever the case might be to, to really push us over the finish line. Well, we've got a lot of the horses that we need to, to get us, you know, at least to a certain point. This isn't, this isn't 2017 where the team is playing better than expected. And um, we're kind of playing over our skis a little bit. This is, 2022. This is the this is the time that we should be going for it with all these guys in their prime, under contract. Um, just we just need a couple more pieces, and we should be there. Yeah, it's like the same philosophy. I mean, here we are, June 26, and we're sitting tied for first place. I mean, if this was a decade or so ago, the Brewers fans would be excited. To, you know, would just be foaming at the mouth with excitement, so to speak. And here we are with looking to possibly make the playoffs of the, would it be fifth consecutive year? And uh, it seems like we're whole hum uh, and we're not as excited about the Brewers because we've got competition for the division title, even though there's an extra wild card spot added to each uh, league this year after the agreement between the player association and major league baseball. Um, we're still, you know, just not firing on all cylinders and, and dealing with injuries and whatnot. So it just seems like, this might it just feels like this might not be the year the Brewers have a, a quality enough team to make it to the World Series. So, um, however, if you look back at last year's Braves um, teams and what they did, even after they lost Ronald Acuna uh, to, um, to injury, they, they went out and they were still aggressively acquired three outfielders uh, to fill in for that, uh, and they helped propel them to World Series championships. So, I mean – you got to be in it to win it. I mean, people that buy lottery tickets and, and other people say to them, like, what, why do you waste your money on that? And it's like, well, you do have to be in it to win it. Uh, even though I don't believe in that philosophy for lottery tickets, I obviously if we're in last place and we're, and we're trying to, you know, make some acquisition at deadline, it doesn't really make much sense. But what we're going to be contenders from this point to the end of the season, outside of some, you know, devastating more injuries uh, in the next month, which, you know, the train deadline is just over a month from now the Brewers are going to be within are going to be within, you know, still contending for, a, if not a the division title, a, a wild card spot, this is bottom line. So I think doing nothing would be incredibly stupid and a wasted opportunity that I think would be foolish. Um, so with that being said, yeah. I, I don't think we're going to do nothing, but I do think we also don't think oh, we'll be on the flip end of that. We'll be all uber aggressive uh, either. So unfortunately it'll be, very un underwhelming type acquisitions that are affordable and make sense and possibly 
out of the other team's desperation to get something for whatever players are trying to get rid of that possibly are rentals and, uh, and it'll be what it'll be at, but you know, things could change uh, between now and then too, but ultimately just, I think just internally, the Brewers have to get healthy between now and then obviously Peralta won't quite be back by the, the, the trade deadline, but he certainly is expected to pitch again this season uh, prior to uh, September when we would make a huge playoff push. So we should expect that. Um, there are some other concerns with Woodruff and Ashby, but there's a good chance they could still be fully healthy come September also. So, I mean, you have to look at that. And I think obviously if I had to guess what we're going to do, we'd add a, a, a veteran batter to somewhat underwhelming and also at least one or two bullpen arms and uh, you know, you see where our, our chips fall, so to speak after that. And um, yeah, I think that's what all Brewer fans are kind of expecting. So I don't believe we'll do nothing, I guess, uh, but I don't think we'll be adding much payroll or making or clearing out the farm, so to speak, to add even a cost controlled player, quality player or something like that. Um, so we'll see. Um, next. Craig, year, Craig, you make it, Craig, you make a really good point. Uh, I'm, you know, I uh, bring up the Braves from last year. I'm actually on the way to, uh, to Atlanta right now to go see the Braves and we'll get to see the 2021 world series trophy tonight. And it's going to be depressing as a Brewers fans, but it's Brewer fans, but it does make me think, you know, what they did last year, they weren't the, they probably weren't the best team in baseball. I mean, talent wise, I think that they were probably the fifth or sixth best team in baseball. In fact, I think the Brewers were more talented last year, but they got hot at the right time and they were aggressive at the deadline. They did make a statement that they were going to go for it. And, and you're going to see the, they, you can definitely see the benefits of that for an organization, of course, when they win a world championship. And um, I think that the Nationals did the same thing in 2019. They got hot at the right time. So as long as the Brewers can get in the playoffs, I think that we need to be all in on all of these years that we um, may be in the postseason because you just never know what can happen in, a, in a, any given series. And, um, you know, so that's, that's I think, a, a great point to bring up teams like the Braves or the 2019 Nationals and uh, you know, looking at teams that are, are maybe not, maybe the Brewers aren't firing on all cylinders right now, but as long as we are good enough to make the playoffs and we're, we're playing on all cylinders for a few weeks in early October, that's really the time that it counts. Isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. And I think, I think a lot of people like, uh, first of all, if um, I, I guess it, we should have a couple caveats here, like, for example, um, last year we had a pretty remarkably healthy team uh, throughout most of the season. And I think this year it looks like that's kind of caught up to us. It looks like we got about two years worth of injuries smashed into a few months. But, um, and I guess I should also yeah. say that obviously, you know, um, the types of players that were, you know, potentially need to be able to put us over the top don't exactly grow on trees but at the same time like they they are available you just might have to empty some of the cupboard to do it and I I I think that we're reluctant to leave the cupboard bare so to speak but um I I think that you know sometimes you know that's how trades work you got to give a little to get a little so um it it is what it is but uh, I think right now like if if let's say for some weird reason, if Stearns left, I mean, the MO would, he would probably be looked at by Brewer fans, at least by me as the GM who did a remarkable job with what he had, probably, um, I think uh, it's, it's hard to argue that he, he's 
he's probably the best GM that the Brewers have ever had. Having said that, I think that people are going to remember him as the guy who got us to the playoffs over and over and over again, but wasn't willing to like really build a championship team and, and get us even further than, than what we've been. Cause really, I mean, our last few years, our playoff years have been extremely underwhelming. Yeah. And he's, he's incredibly, uh, he being David Stearns is incredibly consistent in being consistent. And, you know, that's all really good because that level of consistency leads to sustained quality. And I think that his line of thinking is that kind of like what we were just saying that once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. I think that my point is, is that, that's true, but you also want to give yourself as much of a chance as possible uh, to to overcome what are the strengths of other teams when you get to the postseason. Like, for instance, I think that every team that's in the postseason is going to have pretty good pitching. I think that we need to have a really good offense to overcome really, really good pitching. So um, the Brewers are not there yet offensively, but we could be. I think with one additional bat, we're, we're starting to talk about a real offense, especially if some of our guys can get out at the right times. And then, and then, you know, you can't blame a GM at that point. But I think that the flaws that this team has are pretty obvious, even to casual fans in many cases. I, I really think that our offense could use an upgrade. I think that a lot of us said that before the season even started, and because it's been three years, really, of lacking that big punch in the lineup. 2020 through now, it's been the same story. And, um, you know, so I, I think that that's something that needs to be addressed if we're going to take that next step once we get to the playoffs as well. Yeah, I just think we're 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 too much uh, right on the cusp of being able to make the playoffs once again for the fifth season in a row. That once we get there, like Vince is saying, if you get hot at the right time and you have the talent in place, you can make a run to the World Series, and you've got to give yourself the chance. You can't deprive yourself of that opportunity because it's in the Brewers franchise fifty uh, plus year history. Uh, those opportunities have been so few and far in between that you can't pass up on them. So I, I would be really crushingly disappointed as a Brewer fan if they just sat on their hands, so to speak, and kept with the current roster. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. I don't anticipate that happening. But like I said, I don't also anticipate them making a major splash of acquiring someone of significant and pushing all their chips in the table because of potential injuries this year. But I do, if that, I mean... I think we just have to give ourselves a fighting chance with whatever acquisitions that we make this year. And again, just looking then, depending on what happens this year, you know, looking to next year, regardless, like, like we mentioned, we keep mentioning like Burns and Woodruff are under team control for this year, plus two seasons. Hater though, who's a huge, huge asset for a playoff team, especially in the playoffs um, is only controlled through the end of next season. And that's why this, obviously we will have them. I don't think we'll be trading Hayter this year. That's for sure. We will have them for this playoff run. Um, And, and however, something could happen where we're not really in a position to make the playoffs by trade deadline next year. And we'd have to, at that point, consider possibly trading a Hayter by next trade deadline. So obviously we're hoping that doesn't happen. Instead, one of two things would happen. We'd either trade Hayter at the trade or if we're contending like I, we anticipate we would be, we should probably push all of our chips to the middle of the table and next tra- trade deadline. Uh, however, this is uh, with all that being said, looking forward or looking toward next year, you know, health would be a factor and a whole bunch of other uh, mitigating factors uh, between now and then. So 
you can't pass on this opportunity. You've, you've, you've got to give yourself a fighting chance. And I think that'll, that will happen at, and the Brewers will do something at this year's trade deadline, and what we shall see uh, going forward. So, um, also different. Hey, hey guys, our, our the theme song, the theme song of our uh, show is "Build Me Up Buttercup." I think we should probably at least have a an episode where we talk about which bats might be available at the deadline, even if we're not planning on, you know, actually acquiring any of them. Just, uh, just to, you know, do so. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We will do that on one of our next couple of podcasts for sure. So make sure to tune in for that. Also coming up in July um, this year, the by this point of, of the season, usually the amateur draft has already happened, uh, as Burr fans are well aware. And this is the first year that the the it'll be happening during the All Star Break festivities, which I, I think the draft starts I think around July seventeenth, if I'm not mistaken. So um, we will have a podcast where we do a mock draft and figure out who's available for, for when the Brewers might select this in the first round this year coming up in the next couple of weeks as well. So uh, make sure to tune in for that. Um, so, yeah. Hey, Craig, I, is Brandon going to come back for that one? Is Brandon hosting that, uh, that podcast with, uh, isn't he doing that one with anonymous source, Tom Carter? Um, Brandon's fine with you using his name, but um, he, he, he's fine with not being anonymous. Um, I'm not sure about, tc though so you should probably um make sure to keep that in mind but um yeah brandon hopefully will be he's a he's a very busy man he has a property up north and this time of year he heads up there most weekends but he still finds the time to do extensive draft research so he hopefully will be joining us or at least getting us uh, along with our interns the info info that we need to pass on to our brewer fans about uh you know future uh restocking this the Farm system for the future coming up here with this amateur draft coming up. <sighs> so um, I guess let's look, coming up this next week. Let's do a quick preview. We've got uh, Monday the Brewers have off day, and then Tuesday and Wednesday we're actually in. Uh, we play the Rays in Tampa, believe it or not. And then um, so you guys are just missing them. I know you guys. Uh, anyway, so you guys, uh, Vince and Lena, were down in. Uh, Tampa over this past weekend to take in the game. And uh, so you missed the Brewers on that one. Yeah, I know it's unfortunate, but um, a little bit of a surprise. So tonight, yeah, tonight we're uh, in route right now. We left Tampa this morning. We're in route right now to see the Braves uh, play the Dodgers tonight on Sunday night baseball. But uh, then we are going to continue heading north. And on Monday, we will be seeing the National Sounds uh, play in Nashville which is very exciting. And I will say hello to Doug for you, uh, Craig awesome. and Scott. Uh, Scott, I know you guys were close uh, the media relations room and hopefully get a chance to, to talk to some of our prospects. And uh, we're just going to keep heading north. So we're actually going to come up to uh, to Wisconsin for a bit for uh, the summer. So we are en route uh, up, up north. Oh, that's awesome. And I know Scott's will so, enable to put uh, throw Penny in the vehicle and all of his belongings and head up to Wisconsin at any point this summer too. So it's very exciting, exciting news all Sounds way. great, guys. I'll meet you at Miller Park in uh, in about a week, week and a half. <laughs> We've got to be in Chicago for a couple of days, but we will be be up to Wisconsin after that. We will be at Miller Park, and um, yeah, so that's that is our plan, and uh, uh, we'll be seeing lots of Brewers baseball. We'll be up there for at least uh, a couple of weeks. Great stuff. Great stuff. Okay. So for this, this week, uh, two games against the Rays, and then we have four games in Pittsburgh against the Pirates. So six games this week on the, on the docket. 
what are your guys' predictions uh, for the week? Scott, do you want to start us off? Sure, because I'll take the boring vanilla three and three pick. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got four and two. Uh, we seem to play Pittsburgh really, really well. Tampa Tampa is a good team, you know, most years, of course, but um, yeah, I don't know. They I think the Birds will split in Tampa and yeah, let's go four and two overall. Four and two. All right. I'm trying to be more optimistic this year, even though the Brewers uh, are challenging me with the, that sometimes. But, yeah, I'll stick with four and two this week, too. Like Vince says, usually the Pirates are a good remedy for for any woes that we have. Um, so, um, But, yeah, so far I, I'm looking forward to uh, Brewer baseball again this week. Um, I'm actually hoping to get out to the game today. So hopefully we can wrap, wrap this up real quick. <laughs> so, um Oh, yes. Hey, let, let Sorry, me Greg. bring this up really quick, Craig. Um, since we're taping here on the 26th, um, as long as we're talking about um, the Pittsburgh Pirates, I'll circle back to that. But on this fun day in Brewers history, we had birthdays for Ray Black, Jason Kendall, Mike Myers, and Steve Bowling. Great. And on the same history, oh, we traded Ricky Bonas to the Kansas City Royals Ooh. for cash. That was an exciting nice. trade. And uh, most importantly, um, 21 years ago is when uh, Lloyd McClendon got ejected for the close play that Pittsburgh eventually won, but he got really mad and walked off at the base, you know, and everybody remembers that. <laughs> so that was 21 years uh, ago today. It seemed like it was only yesterday. That was 21 years ago. Wow, Scotty. Good research from your interns. I appreciate that. Good work. Excellent. All right. Stay classy, Wisconsin, and go Brewers. Go Brewers, guys. Go Brewers. Do-do-do.